0: Welcome to Bridge the Atlantic, where we get to know the people behind the creative industries. We're your hosts, music web designer Ross Barber-Smith, owner of Electric Kiwi, where we create awesome custom websites for bands, artists, and musicians.
1: And I'm musician filmmaker Novelli. If you'd like to be a part of my brand new solo album, please visit marcionovelli.com slash pledge.
0: This week we're joined by Eric Heald, a multifaceted music industry professional who describes himself as being all about music, all the time. He wears many hats in the music business. He handles publicity, promotions and marketing at Tragic Hero Records, a Warner Brothers and ADA distributed record label. And he also coordinates the studio schedule at Crush Studios.
1: In addition to all of this, he is also studying recording arts and technology at Tri-C in downtown Cleveland, is a stagehand of Live Nation, and in his spare time writes and plays music too. We're excited to hear all about the experience Eric has gained in such a short space of time and the advice he'd offer to others who want to get started in the music industry. Hi, Eric. Hey guys, how's it going? Why did I say that so confrontationally? I'm like, hi. (laughs) Eric. Eric. Hello. It's like, you know what that, was, that was like Seinfeld. Hello, Newman. It was kind of like, hello, Eric. Hello, Marzio. Uh, let's start off. Let's, let's, uh, let's get awkward right off the top and have you tell us three things about yourself that everyone should know.
2: Three things that everyone should know about me. Um, I guess I'm, uh, I'm a fun guy. I really like fun. Uh, I really love music. That's why I'm in this for a career. Um, I, I wanted to be happy in life and, uh, you know, go seek that. So I surrounded myself with music to uh, have fun doing what I'm doing. Uh, I also am very, very hardworking because this, this is my life, music. I wake up, do it 24 seven. Like, it just keeps me driving to be better and meet better people. And, uh, you know, I, I really, really care about people that I work with and people who are doing cool things. And I like to do cool things with cool people. So. <laughs>
1: Then no, I no, see so your fun, your fungus, your fungi. <laughs> I'm well, a hilarious. Guy. I'm <laughs> hilarious, Ross. Please pull reel me in here and just take over, because that's yeah, it. I know, that's Eric. It. This is what yeah. I have to
0: put up with. And I know you. You had to deal with Marcio uh, because he recorded uh, his new album at. It, it was at Crushtone Studios, right? That you recorded yeah. the new album? yeah, yeah. So you've you've probably been around Marcio more than any human would wish to be around Marcio. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, Marciano and I had a uh, absolutely great time at Crushdown Studios. Uh, I got to know him very, very well as we figured out where the drums fit in this new album that he's making. And
1: uh, <laughs> it was, yeah, for uh, sure, dude, it was a real pleasure. It really was. Uh, it was yeah, a, a portion of this record definitely recorded at Crushdown with this really weird guy named Eric, as 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 Jim referred to it. Oh, what's his last name? I can't remember. It's really weird. I can't remember it. I swear to God, that's what he said. I have it on film. It's really weird. It's not
0: that weird. It's Heald. It's not that weird. I've heard much, it's much weirder weird surnames. Well, people, weird, so.
2: people tell me I should be a doctor. Dr. Healed. You know, reassure those patients that they're going to be... I all, got all it. Coming. I like mean, that.
1: Dr. Healed. I like that. <laughs> that was more like it took me a second there, and I get it. I get it now. You're all um, healed so yeah that's 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 how I that's how where i I met Eric. Uh, it's actually not too long ago. It's just uh, last month or so um, yeah. a couple of months ago, depending on when this airs. Yeah. <laughs> so, I guess you know but, since
0: since we're talking about uh you know you you played drums on on Marcio's record, how did you get started doing session work?
2: um honestly, it was just knowing people and then waiting for an opportunity to come up, you know, oh, we need a drummer. I play drums, (laughs) you know, uh, after a while, uh, you know, it it just started out. Like I obviously didn't start working with, uh, Jim work because I can play drums. Like it just started off as scheduling, uh, then sitting in on sessions and learning. Like I'm really, really into the recording process. I have been since I was like 13 years old when I found out that guitar hero microphones, USB plugs into a computer and, I can use a USB interface to record and layer stuff with like pretty much piece of plastic. That's kind of where it started. And now, uh, I'm getting to work with one of the world's best producers and just take in that whole process. And the things that he does is absolutely unbelievable. So, um, when an opportunity came up for me to play drums, uh, I casually brought up my resume and <laughs> my ability to play. And, uh, you know, after a while, he gave me a shot, and then uh, the opportunity with Marcio came up, and I listened to his album that he previously recorded with Jim, and I was like, "Hey, this is right up my alley. Like, I'd love to, would be a part of this." And here I am.
1: Well, so. here you are. That's awesome, man. <laughs> uh, what, what kind? Of, I'm actually interested in what got you into music in the first place. Uh, where did that bug kind of? Where was that bug planted? Planted you, but plant bugs. I just totally you plant a seed. (laughs) The bug.
0: I don't know. You plant a bug if you're in the FBI and you're wanting to listen in on (laughs) someone. But I mean this is a different kind of behavior. I'm
2: pretty sure that's I'm pretty sure that's what happened uh, that's what yeah, happened right? It's been following me since I was a child <laughs> This makes
1: a lot of sense in uh, of my alley when it comes to conspiracy theories
2: <laughs> I think it branched from two different two different places my, my mom is a musician uh, she's been playing piano for her church uh, when she was my age and probably younger so you know I have a little baby baby grand Yamaha. In my parents' house I grew up with, uh, we got started with like piano lessons really young and I hated piano lessons when I was young, but I'm so glad that I did them because now I just have this like understanding of like music in general. And my dad was, he's not really a musician, but he's definitely a music appreciator. He went and saw all sorts of crazy concerts in the 70s and 80s and has record collections and CD collections. So... It's really just osmosis, being around all that and watching other people do things. And I was just like, "Wow, I want to do that! I want to! I want to go play on stage in front of a hundred people, three hundred people! I want to go record an album! I want to! I want to do this!" So i really just worked hard on figuring out how to make it happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you <laughs> definitely should, uh, have
1: you know why why should Ross start talking when I was about to ask a question is the question <laughs> cuz that's ask. how this show works should, <laughs> <laughs> this last one with you. um i was wondering uh, if if you think that it's a good idea for aspiring artists uh, to get into doing session work or you know it's actually i was just watching this documentary on Netflix about background singers not sure if you guys have oh, heard about 20 it 20 feet to start from 20 finished, feet from yeah, stardom
0: yeah it's amazing from stardom yeah I, I haven't finished
1: it cuz i fell asleep last night watching it but um It's really cool, you know. Kind of, some of them did it to get into the industry, and some of them actually just love being where they're at and not having to take all the crazy, you know, backlash of being the the the, of the fame and fortune. Everything is, you know, as weird as that sounds. Anyways, you know, having said that, you know, do you think there is a great benefit for aspiring artists to get into doing session work? Do you think that could be a real path into somewhere else, or do you think that is the destination itself of being a very fulfilling career?
2: um well it all depends on the person i i do know some studio players who uh like i have a buddy in nashville and like that's all he does and he loves it every day he gets you know the song for the next day that he has to sit down and learn how to play and that's like his job and he loves doing that um for me personally like it's more of just another thing to do i i love performing and playing and uh, just being a part of uh, the recording process in general. Uh, so it was more like an opportunity that I just absolutely love and enjoy. Uh, and I definitely think it can help, like getting your name on, uh, some, on a project that, you know, just building up that resume, especially if something is successful, like that can really, really lead to opportunities in the future. Like uh, when your album comes out, and it, do, it does really really well then I could be able to say like hey I played drums on this record and then people would be like wow that's impressive and some, something similar like that can happen to anybody really um, like I get I have people asking like
1: did you play drums on this
2: like something I recorded in someone's basement like five years ago and I was like yeah I did like that's really weird that you, you found that <laughs> but you know I, I definitely think it's, uh, it's something that if you have an opportunity to do and it's something that you want to do that you should do it
1: well, see, uh, another documentary I actually recently watched is uh, Muscle Shoals. I'm not sure if you guys have seen this. And it talks That's about, uh, basically, besides this whole area, it was about this whole area where these artists came from, but it, it, it talked about a group of artists that played on just about every every solo artist's record. I think it was in the 50s or si- and 60s, that kind of time frame. Yeah. And I might be wrong. I think they were called The Wrecking Crew. I, I might yeah, be The Wrecking Crew. Really they played with uh,
2: Temptations. Oh. And yeah, okay, yeah, so I'm saying... You don't want to like- talk...
1: Yeah, yeah and it was just the idea they were they were a session band and they said that for them it was amazing because they got to be a band but without having to leave their families like they wanted to be at home with their families but yet they play on all these huge records you know what i mean huge. Uh, almost I don't know everything if, you know. like yeah it's crazy you
2: just pick 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 something out of like, yeah. the 60s and like it's probably the wrecking crew uh you exactly. know, like, along a certain style yeah that's cool. Yeah, I, I have uh, heard about the wrecking crew and watched some documentaries in school and just on YouTube and stuff. Uh, it, it's really really interesting. Uh, I don't know if anything like that exists today. Like I know there's certain session musicians, but I don't know if there's anything like like a family of musicians like that that mass produces records. Uh, to my knowledge, at well, least. Well,
1: same with 20 Feet. Like, we're talking about all these documentaries here, which is funny, but the 20 Feet from Starting 2, I can't remember because I didn't get through the whole thing yet. But, Ross, I mean, you might remember early on it talks about this group uh, they were the first black woman uh, group that started, you know, took over yeah. the, the, the background vocals. It was more gospel, it had more soul. And yeah, I didn't realize they played them like they sang on everything. So anyways, I'm, it's just it's interesting for me to see. The, and they were really like, th- that's what they wanted. They didn't want to be the person in the front. They wanted to be part of the whole collective. And, you know, and if if you're not, a, if you realize that everyone's coming together to make something, you know, it's I mean, It's not just about that one person, you know, it's about everyone coming together and make something beautiful. Uh, I find it very interesting. And it's something that um, I think that it could, like you said, in the other side of it can really, I think, open doors for you because you might play on someone's record you don't think anything about. And that could just take you to a whole other place that you want to that you might want to get to. Or, like you said, just kind of brilliant right? (laughs) to be like, yeah, I plan on that. (laughs) I I would I, I would love to consider doing background vocals for some people, to be honest with you. I think that'd be really cool. I think that'd be really cool Um, now the other thing I want to add let's talk about Tragic Hero a little bit Uh, how'd you get that job and what's your exact title at Tragic Hero Records
2: Uh, wow my exact title Uh, (laughs) let's start where I got the job Uh, so it all came together in a beautiful beautiful way I had been working at Panera Bread since like high school It is literally just a way to pay bills. And in the meantime, I was working at the Beachland Ballroom. It's a very pretty iconic uh, club in Cleveland. Uh, and they have some decent shows come through there. And I was working with their sound guy and uh, that led to the opportunity at Live Nation. So I was doing stagehand work and uh, I was basically kind of getting my feet wet wherever I possibly could i was doing booking i was booking my band i was booking other people's bands i booked uh earth Fest, this giant uh outdoor festival that happens in april uh in cleveland uh and I, I booked some talent to come in on three different stages and um basically uh my boss at tragic hero uh they needed to hire somebody else cause the business was expanding and they needed more manpower. So he was just on the phone calling different clubs and different people, music people in, uh, Cleveland. And my name kept coming up cause they're like, Oh yeah, call Eric, call Eric. And then they called Tri-C where I go to school and they're like, okay, who are, who are the top students? And my name came up again. So eventually there's like, okay, let's call Eric. <laughs> and, uh, met with uh met with uh, randy he's the business manager and uh we got along really really well uh, he has a very very awesome vi- vision uh for the record label and uh we have an awesome team and some amazing bands with some incredibly talented musicians and there's just so much potential to do some amazing things there like i I, I honestly can't even uh, get over it. Sometimes I just wake up, I'm so excited because we're doing some awesome things. I'm very happy to be a part of it.
1: And you work uh, primarily in the marketing department, am I right?
2: Uh, it's weird because uh, it's a small. the label is small. Uh, mm. So really, although my, my official title is promotions, uh, I, d- I handle everything. I do publicity work. I reach out to you know press uh, for releases, features, interviews um i coordinate mailing lists we uh have a merchandise website that we have to coordinate orders with for our artists uh, i do a and r with a lot of our bands i'm usually on the phone a dozen times a day talking to somebody oh from i another know band.
1: i know you were doing that when we were in the studio during your breaks you're like oh do you mind do you mind <laughs> i take this call
2: yeah uh you know gotta talk to the different bands and let them know what's on i kind of am like the uh the 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 contact between the bands and the label just so you know they're not calling up the president of the label all the time he has so many so many more important things to deal with uh so i'm kind of like the the guy that goes and talks to the bands and uh you know we work out strategies for how we're gonna make their new record or get them on tour uh and then I meet with my team and we make it happen.
1: <laughs> so that's what I wanted to actually talk to you about. If you could share just a little bit of advice for independent artists out there that are not signed to a label, anything at all they can take from what you've learned and what you do um, to help promote themselves and to help get themselves kind of out there, you know. And in addition to that, if you can also share what would get your attention and the, the people at Tragic Hero to sign a band?
2: I'm actually going to start with that one. Um, I, get, I get tons of emails all the time Facebook messages, uh, personal email, work email. Hey, check out my band. Hey, can you listen to my band? Oh, yeah. uh, you know, that. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, do, I do listen to some of them, but if I listened to every single submission that came to me, I would literally, that would be a full time job. Uh, it, it would. The people send me hours of music every day. It's it's insane. So the first thing off the bat, if you're ever submitting anything to anybody, you got to figure out what you're saying, and you have to communicate it clearly. If you say, hello, Eric, and everything is spelled properly, and the links are there, and there's a place I can check out their Facebook, everything is right there in this short, nice message... That is the ideal message. That's probably a message that I would click on and at least listen to them. Now, if they message me and they spell my name wrong and they don't use any punctuation and they make me run through hoops to even check out their band, like, I'm sorry. Like, you gotta make it easy on the people who you're trying to get a hold of. And I have to deal with that too on the record label side too. You know, we're trying to get our artists in on. uh, for instance we just got strawberry girls in on audio tree which is a really really cool thing that i was able to coordinate and uh the band was really happy about it but you know you gotta kind of hey what makes what makes audio tree pay attention to tragic hero you know so it was a series of carefully crafted emails and then we had to get their attention and once they thought that the band was cool then that's where you move on from there but
1: uh Really? We've even received emails from Bridge Atlantic with people that want to be on the show. Dear sir or madam.
0: Yeah, dear sir or madam, to whom it may concern. uh, Someone just got completely, they picked a name out of a hat and just threw that in the email. We also had a really, I I don't know if you've seen this email, Marcio, uh, but someone emailed us because they wanted to meet five seconds of summer. Right now, we've never interviewed Five Seconds of Summer. Neither of us work with Five Seconds of Summer. None of us are related to Five Seconds of Summer. Basically, we have no connection to this band whatsoever. <laughs> she sent us this big long email, and she's like, "I'm really desperate to meet them, oh uh, my or my God. niece is really desperate to meet them. Oh can can you make God. this happen?" And. Uh, oh. Yeah, we get some really, really weird emails. Um,
1: you know what? It's it's comical, but sometimes it's also like fuck. You know, you're taking away from the people that actually took the time to send an actual email. that yeah. You know what I mean? So. And I would actually yeah, say the,
0: the proportion of emails that we get that are well structured and uh, and actually make us want to check people out. Yeah. Uh, I would say that you know twenty yeah. percent maybe. Yeah. Um, which is a yeah. shame because some of these artists could be really good, but they're not doing themselves. Yeah justice or the people that are working on their behalf are not doing them justice it's it's such a simple thing you know get the person's name right one keep it pretty short but give us all the information that we need and give us a a link that we can find your stuff because i'm not going to spend time hunting you down because i i've got too much to do uh so yeah exactly
1: and you know another thing too is if you don't know the person's name i've done this before um especially with social media now just message hey who do i contact about this You know, and they'll usually say like, Eric at Tragic Hero Records. They won't usually say that, but that's an example. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, no matter where I contact, contact Eric. Geez, man, Eric's really he's really got his feet, <laughs> whatever. <went everywhere. Sure. laughs> uh, but just do that. Just ask. You know, people are people. I mean, like, and if if they're kind of ignoring you, one, maybe it's not some uh, uh, particular party you want to associate yourself with, and or two, like it's just hard to get their attention. So keep trying and don't don't stop. Right. So I just had to share that because everything you're saying, I'm I'm sitting here biting my tongue and laughing because Ross and I know we've experienced similar things. You know,
2: that, that's um, something else that you. Mentioned it's great though is don't give up, don't don't give up. Like until someone explicitly messages you back, like stop emailing me. Then like exactly. you know, and also don't don't be annoying about it, too. But like I, I always follow up on emails, especially if I really need something to happen in a short amount of time. And you know, you can be be nice about it, or even like, hey, I know I'm annoying, but this is my job, and I really want to make sure this band gets this interview or whatever the case may be. You know. Um, and same with same with bands too. Uh, I have gotten like emails from bands and stuff, and then like sometimes I'll get them, and then I'm like, okay, this guy's emailed me five times. Like I'll I'll listen to his song, you know. And like you said, we get a lot of music, and some of it's really really good, but it's not. It's not all about the music too. It's a whole package deal too. Like maybe their social media is really really poor, or. Maybe they messed up somewhere else or they don't have their business together too. It's really like this well-oiled machine of tiny moving parts that make the whole picture come together. And I guess like the advice I can give for people, if you really, really want to get on our label, you have to be able to be incredibly original and then sell yourselves as original. Not saying sell out, I'm saying like, To the guy who is going to look to be able to sign you, uh, which isn't even me on the label, it'd be the president of Tragic Hero. If he was looking at a band, he would say, what makes this band special? You know, why why should I care about this band when there's like 20 other bands that are already on different labels that sound just like them, you know?
1: No, honestly, if anyone understands persistence, it's me. And there's actually a quote I want to share. Um, I just pulled it up because... uh, I love this quote. It's by Kelvin Calvin Coolidge and it's uh, nothing in this world can take the place of persistence. Talent will not. Nothing is more common than unsuccessful men with talent. Genius will not. Unrewarded genius is always a proverb. Education will not. The world is full of educated derelicts. Persistence and determination alone are omnipotent. And honestly, I could not agree with that more. Persistence, persistence, persistence. Are you ready for
0: 20 questions?
1: Ready as I'll ever be. There was no segue or anything. Just <laughs> jump right into it. Eh, I, I liked I it. I it. I thought
0: it was quite smooth. Even though it wasn't segued, if that's a thing, <laughs> uh, I felt it, you eased into it very nicely. It was uh, a can well, before well, the thank storm you, or something like that. Thank you, Ross. <laughs> Coffee or tea? Coffee. Meat or veggies? Meat. Sorry,
1: Marcio. <laughs> <laughs> he knew. He knew. Um, TV or Netflix?
0: Netflix. Twitter or Facebook?
2: Facebook, I guess. <laughs> Neither.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hear. Yoga or
1: yoga. Oh, I think he'd be an Instagram guy. Yoga or yogurt?
0: Yogurt. <laughs> Paris or Paramore? Oh, uh,
2: Paramore. That's tough. That's tough. I, I, uh, it's tough.
0: Texas
1: or Ohio?
2: Ah. Oh. Dang, uh, I was born in Texas. Uh, I live in Ohio now. Um, because of the cold, Texas. <laughs>
1: we we asked the tough questions here
0: on Breaking Bad. That,
2: that was a tough one. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> breaking
0: Bad or Dexter? Breaking Bad. Ooh, breaking Bad.
1: You know, it's funny I'm going to ask you this because I the first time I met you, I thought you looked like Nate from Finch, like to a T. I even showed <laughs> my wife the the interview I did of you for my documentary about the making of the album, and she's like, "Holy shit, that's Nate Barklow!" I think is his name. Like, anyways, you look identical to him um, in his younger Nate. days. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's
2: not, it's, not, it's not a bad thing. It's not, not
1: an insult. No, he's a he's a good <laughs> dude. Um, so the question is, Finch or Census fail?
0: <sighs> Finch. Yeah, Finch i go with Finch You're a smart, smart man. Canada or Scotland? Oh, um,
2: I've always wanted to go to Scotland. Although I've not been there, I'll say Scotland. Uh, right. uh, I, I, sorry, oh. I've, been, I've been to Canada. I, I've always wanted to
0: go to Scotland.
1: <laughs> Jason Bourne or James Bond?
0: Uh, Jason Bourne. South Park or Family Guy? South Park.
1: Education or experience?
0: Experience. Call of Duty or Gears of War? Gears of War.
1: Michael Jackson or totally of equivalent um, awesomeness, Michael (laughs) Bolton?
0: Michael Jackson. (laughs) Celine Dion or Marilyn Manson? Uh, Marilyn Manson.
1: See that? See what I just put up there? It was like instinct. I can't even like... I feel like <laughs> it was instinct. Ricky Gervais or Ricky Martin?
0: Uh, Ricky Martin. Whale or kale?
1: I'm surprised by that answer, by the way. I'm surprised by that answer, Ricky Martin. <laughs> Why Ricky Martin over Ricky Gervais? Uh, I just... first thing. <laughs> hey, that's what it is, okay. No questioning. I- I'm surprised.
2: Um, did We just say whale or kale.
1: Yeah, you got a cowboy.
0: Whale or, whale
1: or kale, yeah. <laughs> he's from. I didn't know he's from Texas, so now he's like. Now you're now you're a cowboy. No, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh,
2: kale. I guess kale. It's kale salad and some croutons. Well, and,
1: it's to balance out the fact you picked meat before, right? Just so I'm not like. Yeah, yeah, anyway.
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I eat greens once uh, in a while.
1: That <laughs> midler or the riddler.
2: The Riddler.
1: And the final question, which is very important, Eric, to answer correctly. And there is a correct answer. <laughs> Let me just say that.
0: Ross or Marcio? Oh!
1: I knew that was coming. Uh... Oh, look
2: at that! <laughs>
1: look at the title. Uh,
2: Marcio, I... I See the story! Oh! Thank God! Well, full week in the uh, studio with you
1: playing drums, so you know getting yelled uh, at by Jim Ward. <laughs> so everyone can uh, find you. You are uh, you more of an Instagram guy? I saw you. I remember. I actually, I, I took a picture of you taking a picture of yourself for Instagram <laughs> at one point. So
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, Instagram's cool. Uh,
1: I, I'm. That's never- Eric D. Heald, right? Or yeah. Eric D. Heald. Um, E-R-I-C-D-H-E-A-L-D sometimes I spell out these it's probably so annoying um, people could find Tragic Hero on uh, Instagram at Tragic Hero Records uh, actually just go to Tragic-Hero.com Crushtone Studios.com, Uh Facebook is Tragic Hero Records and are you okay with people finding you on Facebook as well?
2: Yeah, totally
1: Eric period healed or Eric dot I guess it's a little better than <laughs> Yeah, we don't use period here. Uh, for me, you can be a part of my brand new solo album that Eric played drums on just about all the songs like a badass at marcianoveli.com slash pledge. You can watch my award-winning documentary about my last album that came out a few years ago. You can watch it for free at marcianoveli.com slash walking proof. Uh, make sure to follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Spotify, which are all my name, Marcio Novelli.
0: And I'm working on websites for various artists at the moment. You can check out my work and my blog at electrickiwi.co.uk. You will find me on Twitter and Instagram as Electric Kiwi and on Facebook, Electric Kiwi Design.
1: This episode was brought to you by Chris Keaton, Buck Naked Soap Company, and Social Surge. All links are in the show notes, so uh, be sure to check them all out
0: if you'd like to sponsor the show, visit patreon.com slash bridge, the Atlantic. Uh, it'd be awesome if you did that.
1: Yes, absolutely. So that we can keep doing this show and, uh, or else we have to stop and we would be very sad to stop. And we're almost at, uh, this is, we're nearing a hundred episodes, uh, very soon Ross, us. And we're nearing about uh, close to are we're, we're a year and a half in to actually, since we've launched a little more than a year and a half in. Yeah. And, uh, we we would love to to keep doing this it's it's a fun thing for us and we get to interview amazing people like eric here and share his uh experiences and knowledge with uh, all of you so please do consider going on patreon.com slash birdsy atlantic to become a sponsor of the show for as low as a dollar an episode so that's my pitch uh eric thanks so much for coming on man you're you're a real sweetheart you're a great guy and uh, i'm glad i met you and i'm glad uh, proud to say that you play on my record
2: Thanks, guys. It was awesome. I'm glad I met both of you, two, and definitely
0: keep in contact. This This was awesome. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bridge the Atlantic. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes.
1: You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so connect with us on there and let us know what you think of the show.
0: Thanks for being awesome, and we'll see you
1: next week.